in Napa, you're still going to get that heat. You'll get that heat in the California regions. You'll also get it in Italy. They they go through the same thing we go through. And, and we actually like it. You have to become a Texas wine follower and drink more Texas wine. And I, I guarantee if someone comes into my place and isn't happy with what they try, I say try them all. You're going to find the perfect wine. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. I'm joined today by Chuck Tordiglione from Bull Lion Ranch and Vineyards. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chuck. Oh, thanks for coming out. Great to have you out here. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's a it's a beautiful spot, and we'll, we'll get into the location and all that. Uh, but the first thing that, really from the moment I met you, uh, the thing that's abundantly clear is is that you're passionate about wine. You love wine. Um, so what what was it about wine that drew you in and, and made you so passionate? Well, our family has been uh, traced back to 1850, actually, as winemakers in Italy, the Benita region of Italy. So I, th- I guess it's in my blood. And it's something I've always loved and, and wanted to uh, to do and and, and learn about and as I got older and and, the, and 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 finally got the ability to do it I jumped into it and been into it now we're going on 12 years okay and have you been back to Italy have you seen any have of not been back to Italy I do correspond with family back to believe it or not all the time we were planning a trip this last year and due to all this that's going on it, it didn't happen but uh, for the most part yeah I do I do talk with my family I love Facebook nowadays yeah because you great. can really connect with all the family you know family and friends yeah you know it's like it's facebook and then it's google street view where you can go and you can actually look at the vineyards and all the pictures and stuff i, I love that it's exactly how I travel the world during oh, COVID. Uh, but on your website it says you were or you are a master carpenter woodworker home builder um and then you've owned this family ranch here uh where we're where we're at for 25 years um what was it though that pushed you from that home building that carpentry into the world of wine and, and into pursuing this as a career? Well, as, as time went on, uh, we thought about turning this ranch into something uh, more than just a cattle ranch. And, uh, you know, that you have kids, kids grow up, uh, and we wanted them to, to be a part of something and start something for generations to come. Uh, as I tell my kids, this is not for you, it's for your kids and your kids' kids. And wine is is something you can do that with. So we we started a, a family vineyard, the vineyard back uh, probably what I think it was twelve years ago. We started the family vineyard, and we started making wine about six to seven years ago. So that's that's, that's what pushed us into it. It's just something we wanted to do for for the uh, the generations to come. Yeah, and and one of the things that's very unique about you, I think. Um, is is your love for Go Texan and, and for using Texas products and we'll get more into that but um, I know that your initial vision was to take these old world wines and make them with 100% Texas grapes and I'm sure that stems from uh, the connection in Italy and all that but can you uh, tell me what that means what does that mean old world wine Texas grapes well you know as far as wines go you know, I'm just I prefer the old world style wines I, I love the wines of Italy I love the wines of France and Spain. Um, I just I just love old world style wines. When we planted our vineyard, I I studied up. I knew exactly what grapes, what varieties were grown in the Benita region of Italy, and and that's what I grew out here on the ranch. 
I wanted to to grow those varieties, the Montepulcianos, the Sangioveses, uh, you know, even Cabernets, Tempranillos, um, uh, Malbecs. I wanted to grow uh, what I what I knew, what our what was has been uh, raised in the regions of where our family was from, and um, that is uh, pretty much. Uh, the beginning, studying up on what it was going to take to make those old world style wines. And once our grapes got uh, mature enough, we knew what to do and how to produce that old style, old world style wine. And how would you say they compare to an Italian bottle? Well, I, I got to say, we enter competitions all the time as far as New York. And these New York competitions have wines from Italy from France, from Spain. We fare quite well, believe it or not. We, I think the last competition we were in, we silver medaled across the board. And I'll take that. Yeah. When you're talking, you know, a thousand entries and, and we in our categories of, of uh, that, when we come out with a silver um, in the middle of all that greatness, that, 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 that those great old world uh, vineyards, I love it. I just I, I'll take it any day. Uh, we do produce a an old world uh, Chianti that I would put up against any Chianti that comes from Italy. Okay. And by design, that's how I planted the vineyard. I knew in our region, Montepulciano, Sangiovese is grown, and it, where our family is from, and I know that that's how they produce that blend, that Chianti style blend. Obviously, you can't call it Chianti unless it's from the Chianti region. Yeah. But in Italy, all families have that style of blend. That, that's just the way it is. So Chianti is great marketing strategy, and, and they've kind of put a lock on that name. And, and, uh, but we, we, uh, we grew the Montepulcianos again and the Sangioveses. We blend up a old-world-style Chianti that's amazing. We call Texianti. So you obviously, you've got this idea, you've got this vision for taking the Texi Chianti, which is, I like that, um, but you've got this vision for, for creating it and, and, and putting it out there, but it's not like one day you can just, you know, plant your vines and then the next day you're, you've got wine and bottles, right? So how, how, what was the process like of you envisioning doing this to actually starting it to then your first bottle being made? Well, we, we knew on the ranch, I, I knew where I wanted to grow uh, the vineyard. Um, I, I studied up on, on vineyards, the, 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 the finest vineyards in Italy. And, and the finest wines in the world are from Italy and grown on the side of mountains, rocky soil mountains, right? Yeah. And so we chose a part of our ranch that is that's high, a, 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 lot of, a lot of hard rock, all right? We cut in our rolls and um, we get a very uh, high mineral content uh, uh, wine uh, that, that you can you can tell the characteristics of a wine like uh, that that is grown in in those type of soils uh, and, and again by design uh, all of our wines you can you can tell um, are grown in this this rocky soil. They just have they have that boldness, that 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 rich mineral flavor uh, that you're going to get out of these finer old world style wines. So we we knew where we were going to start the vineyard. Uh, we knew from what type of varieties we wanted to do based on our our family. And and once the vineyard started maturing, after f- it takes four to five years, it took six years before I got a really good glass of wine. By the time we That's got crazy. that, 
Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's quite yeah. an investment to do a winery and a vineyard. Uh, we knew where we were going. We knew about when when everything was going to ha- happen. So we started investing in after the vineyard, and uh, we started investing in the winery process. Uh, we knew exactly uh, where we were going with it. Uh, we brought in one of the finest winemakers in the state of Texas, Patrick Johnson. Uh, we, uh, again, my family is a winemaking family, but I didn't make wines on a regular basis. I wanted, I needed direction. I needed guidance and I wanted the best. Uh, Patrick is considered one of the best winemakers in the state. In my opinion, he's number one. <laughs> Reality, probably top five. I know a lot of great winemakers out there, but um, uh, we started, uh, he and I thought alike in, in, in wines. I knew what I liked. I knew what I wanted out of our wines. He knew exactly how to put that in the bottle, and that's what we got. Yeah, yeah, that's it sounds like really what you need. You need that. It would almost be arrogant to think that you could, you know, do it all yourself. It's it's smart to go out there and, and get one of the best in, in the state and and to run it that way. It makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, you try to replicate the the ground with uh, getting that mineral flavor you were talking about and, and the rocky soil, but obviously you can't replicate the climate. Um, how much of a problem is the Texas heat in the summer uh, when it comes to wineries in Texas? You know, when people, I hear it all the time. I've been in restaurants in Texas and ask them, why do you not have Texas wines? And and then I'll, I'll hear them say, well, because Texas has trouble growing good wines in this hot climate. Well, you know what? That's really not true. Reality is, um, we need stress. The grapes need to be stressed to make a good wine. You want to mm-hmm. find wine, you got. It can't be the, the, beautiful all the time. It's got to. You got to stress the vines. You've got to stress the grapes. Um, again, reality is uh, when when our our crop begins in March, March, April, May, June here in Texas, beautiful weather. Our grapes are coming out with the same exact climate you're getting in Napa Valley and you're getting in Benita, Italy, or Tuscany. We're getting the we're getting our climates are so close. Again, March, April, May, June. Now July tends to get hot, right? That's when everything starts getting the heat starts it starts turning up. Uh, in Napa, you're still going to get that heat. You'll get that heat in the California regions. You'll also get it in Italy. They they go through the same thing we go through, and and we actually like it because the last two to three weeks of ripening, that's when we get into those maybe those ninety hundred degree days, stressing out those grapes, making for better wine. We normally harvest in July. We're okay. probably one hundred percent picked in July. If we go to August, it's a little unusual, but but for the most part, we're one hundred percent picked throughout all of July. And, and again, our climate is perfect for growing great wine. Yeah, that's interesting. I think myself included, most people wouldn't know that or wouldn't think that um, for those reasons of the heat. But it sounds like that doesn't even affect, <laughs> you know, if, if anything, it gives you the positive effect. So um, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, we Thank need you. people out there to be more educated about Texas wine. Yeah, so they do, do understand, they'll understand it. You know, because we, we want to see more Texas wines in restaurants and around, and people need to, to keep giving them a shot. There's great wineries out there. And how can people educate themselves in Texas wine? Well, you, you can educate yourself by trying wines, following following certain uh, 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 wine uh, for uh, Texas wine lover. 
Texas Wine Drinker, two Facebook pages out there that you can uh, join up and, and uh, you can you can uh, follow, which will which will enlighten you on good wines. Uh, our Cross Timbers Wine Trail, uh, that's another one. The Cross Timbers Wine Trail is a great Facebook page to follow, and and and, and it'll keep you enlightened on wines. Uh, our festivals that we do, we have all types of uh, of classes and courses that teach about our wines and what's being made here in Texas, and uh, and I think it just takes uh, you have to become a Texas wine follower. And drink more Texas wine, and I I guarantee you, if someone comes into my place and isn't happy with what they try, I say try them all. You're going to find the perfect wine. You're going to find your wine, and that's that's almost true with most of us wineries out there. Yeah, there's always going to be one that you're just going to fall in love with. There's always going to be one you may not prefer, but don't 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 try one you may not prefer with, and then walk away saying I don't like Texas wine. I've heard that too. We make sure in our in our, in our locations. You try all the wines. You need to try them all, mm-hmm. and and you, we're going to find the perfect wine for you. And you, I, I mentioned this before, but you're big on that Go Texan. So it's it goes extends beyond just wine. Uh, why is it so important for you this Go Texan campaign and and involving Texas businesses with the festivals and the different things that you do? Well, it, it Go Texan, and those that don't know Go Texan, Go Texan is agri- Texas agricultural products. Um, it is an organization that I always tell people to friend that website as well, that yeah. Facebook page. You follow some really cool pages out here in Texas. And Go <laughs> Texan is another one. Uh, we being a, the grape farmers of Texas, we, we support Texas agriculture. We support, we drink Texas wine. We try to, we try to, at, at all, all the time when we're shopping in the grocery stores, we're trying to buy all Texas product, Texas made product. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it. I want to support our Texas farmers and ranchers. And, and we, we've become really big on that in our industry as a whole, and especially Cross Timbers, the Cross Timbers Wine Trail. We are, are teaming up with Go Texan. Uh, to do uh, different events, festivals, uh, working again with with your school, and uh, trying to uh, uh, trying to uh, have Go Texan enlighten your school on what's available out there, even nearby, right here, right outside of Dallas Fort Worth, or maybe and all throughout Texas. You know, we have great Texas beef, great Texas shrimp. We we've got it all here. Yeah. You know, and and we we encourage everyone to go Texan. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of the reason I started this podcast is to highlight Fort Worth and the DFW area and then uh, beyond that, just Texas and local and supporting local. And so I love that. That's great. Um, you know, we, we've talked about how it's tough for people sometimes to go try a Texas wine. You know, maybe as wine drinkers, they, they have a stigma against Texas wine or restaurants. Um, but how do you reach out to the person that's spent their whole life eating beer or drinking beer with their barbecue? And, and get them to try a glass of wine. Oh, that's great. That's a, that's great. I've got you know a lot of friends. I grew up, I grew up as a as a small kid, and and believe it or not, Boston is where my family came in over on a boat. And okay. and I grew up in in Boston somewhat. I didn't. I got here when I was five, uh, but I can uh, going back and forth. I can remember them giving me small glasses of wine at the table, even when I was 10, 12 years old. That's how the Italians yeah. did things. So I kind of I grew up with it, but as I got older, I, I was a beer drinker. I I love my bourbons, I just, my uh, Jack Daniels and wild turkeys and you know and and crowns. I I loved it, and a lot of my friends do. 
I'm I have I'm training, teaching my friends to be wine drinkers. Okay. And and those that aren't, um, if you're if you're not a wine drinker, I'm sure your wife is or girlfriend. They all all the ladies are. Um, I always try to start them out on my Texianti. And we say that's the wine that that I can think I can get everyone to enjoy, and, and that are not wine drinkers and learn to be wine drinkers. And again, it takes a, it takes a little bit of time to become a wine drinker, and no, no different than it, the time it took you to become that 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 bourbon drinker. Yeah, it takes time, and and you can do it. Anybody can do it. I we even make a we make a wine uh, that is uh, aged in a in a Jack Daniel's barrel. Okay. Call our Poncho and Lefty, and it's just got that hint of bourbon. It's wonderful. And I have many guys come out here to our our locations out here on the ranch, and their wives are loving wine, and they're just sitting there not drinking a thing, and tell me they don't like Texas, they don't like wine. Well, I'll give them a Poncho and Lefty, and they'll <laughs> leave here with a case of it. <laughs> so I can turn you into a wine drinker. Just give us a chance. Yeah. You know, and if you want to find a good Texas wine and you don't know how to do it, come on out to our place or go to the Cross Timbers Wine Trail and find one, one on the trails that's, again, there's so many wineries within one hour of Fort Worth. You've got 35 of them plus one hour from Fort Worth out in the country. Great Saturday, Sunday drive. And just on personal preference, it sounds like you're more of a, a red wine than a white wine guy. I am more of a red wine. Okay. I, I really am. I mean, we make a great white. We we have a Tribbianos, a Pinot Grigios. We uh, we have the Italian varietals that we stay with. Uh, we also do a Yellow Rose of Texas. We it's a little sweeter, a little dry, both. But we focus on our reds. Um, we focus on those. We really yeah. do. We spend a lot of time on them. We win many awards with our red wines. We yeah. do very well with them, and uh, they're going to stay the course. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if it were up to you, obviously everyone in Texas would be drinking Texas wines. Uh, but what do you think realistically is the future of Texas wine moving forward? Well, and I don't know if I'll ever see that menu when you go into a restaurant and it's 10%, even if that, of Texas wine and um, 80% California wine. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and, and a small percentage of European wines. Um, I want to change that. I want to. I, I, I personally do not feel like um, that California has anything on us. Yeah. They, they, they do not. They, do, they, they, they say they've been doing wines longer. Well, my family's been uh, said to have been doing wines for 150 years. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody in California's been doing it that long. <laughs> so, I mean, give me, a, give us, give me a break. You know, we, you know, it's in my blood. All right. We, but, but I think in time it'll change. It just, it's going to take more people learning. Uh, learning about Texas wine, being educated about Texas wines, mm-hmm. and with the with the the major wine festivals coming up, we missed a lot of great ones in 2020. But in 2021, we have some unbelievable major Texas wine festivals planned, and everyone needs to know that they, if they want to learn Texas wines, come out, yeah. spend the day. I mean, we have the. Um, the uh, Granberry Wine Walk that is in April. We've got the uh, Go Texan Wine Food and Art Festival at Panther Island in May. And then we've got a lot of smaller events. Um, and those are major events I just uh, mentioned. But we have a lot of smaller little town, Glenrose, uh, Weatherford, 
uh, that, that have smaller events on the squares throughout the, the, the summer, spring and summer. Mm-hmm. And then we go into two more major festivals. We've got the Burleson Wine Crawl, and uh, that is in um, November. And then we have a, um, uh, a another Granberry Cross Timber uh, Wine Symposium, which is, and with all of our events, we have classes how to understanding Texas wine, how to grow a vineyard if you want to get involved, if you want to be a winemaker, if you want to get involved in this industry, or, or just understanding Texas wine. So, so yeah, we're out there trying to educate yeah. right now people on Texas wines. Yeah, and it sounds like it's in pretty good hands. So hopefully I know you're <laughs> you're more than willing to do any podcasts and all that kind of stuff. I've, I've heard you on a few things, so uh, it's good. It's good that you're getting the word out there and that you're educating um, switching gears a little bit here, I, obviously it's your passion, but it seems like it's kind of your family's passion as well. And uh, this is somewhat of a, a family business or, or a lot of a family business. Um, why was that such an important piece of the puzzle for you? And, and you mentioned it before about building something or family, but uh, maybe just go into that a little bit more. Well, my my, my wife and I, Cindy, we we thought we've been wine drinkers. She actually turned me into a bigger wine drinker than I am right now. Uh, it, when we were in our, uh, I'll never forget, in our late twenties and thirties, I would bring home a special bottle of wine for us to enjoy. Uh, so she got me into it. As time went on, we were wine Texas wine travelers. We went around trying wineries throughout Texas, and we were going down to Fredericksburg uh, and and meeting, learning wines. Uh, we've had the ranch for many years. Um, the The plan was to to start something for the future, for the future uh, generations of our family, and and we did. We both agreed that this would be something great for the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. So we started this. Um, it was ended up being uh, exactly what we wanted to do because the, all the kids are now involved. I've got my daughter, Alex, who runs the Granberry locate, Grapevine location, and uh, she kind of manages the whole system. Um, then I have my, my daughter, Olivia, who, who is, uh, works at, at all locations and involved in, 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 in wine a little bit less than most of the other two. And then Tony, my son, who, who graduated here recently, is taken over the vineyard and now the assistant winemaker. But but he's been with this process since day one. He uh, the, the day we planted the vineyard uh, 12 years ago, he was out there planting uh, the vineyard as a uh, as a 12, 13 year old. Yeah. And so as we we, we every year he would be uh, he's working the ranch all the time and and working the vineyard. Now he's uh, he's taking it over. And and now now uh, pretty much taking over a lot of the uh, the, the the winemaking responsibilities away as well. Um, he's been doing that for six years. So um, so they're all involved, and it's all it's all working. Yeah. And and we love it. We love it. We want I want the kids to have the same passion about wine that I do, and they they are they are they're getting it. Yeah, I mean, I can tell just from the the short conversation that I have with with your son Tony, uh, but his passion for wine, and I know he does the tours here, and he's experimenting right now with a new kind of wine, and so I, I think that's great. It's great to see it be because I th- I think you've kind of made this community, this Texas community, almost a part of your family, and then you know even deeper, your your own winery is is your family, which 
um, is is really neat. So you know, I just commend you for that. We have, we we have, and I'm 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 really again, you can tell I'm big on Texas wine besides Bolli and Ranch wines, obviously. But as a, the the president of the Cross Timbers Wine and Vineyard Association, which are all the growers and winemakers uh, wineries from the Red River south to around Hamilton County, mm-hmm. and then uh, from Grapevine west to Abilene. That's all that that's the cross timber eco region of Texas. And we are our association is made up of of all those growers and master winemakers. There's uh, 35 of us in there now. And um, you there there are there's I tell people in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, there's no reason to go all the way to Fredericksburg when you've got right here very close to us. We out in the country. All of us have farms and ranches. You can come out and relax and enjoy and watch and, and drink great wine and look at cows and beautiful scenery. Yeah. And it is. I mean, it's beautiful out here. Even even in the winter time when, you know, things are starting to die all around, it's still beautiful. We were we were commenting on it on the drive up. Oh yeah. Uh, so definitely and but tell me a little bit more about Cross Timbers. How did you get involved over there and, and what are you guys doing um, in order to educate and, and to become a community together? Well, Cross Timbers again, uh, all, we're we're all the wineries uh, uh, south of the Metroplex. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, west of the Metroplex. Um, that uh, cross timbers at one time was the uh, was just a, made up of only a handful of wineries. Uh, I took it over and 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 as president a couple of years ago, and we have uh, quickly developed it into the largest second largest wine trail in the state of Texas. We are expecting after 2021 to be the largest wine trail. In regards to uh, wine activities and festivals, yeah. because of all the many things we have planned throughout this region through this this uh, this next year, uh, so our job is to to uh, is to to uh, educate people on Texas wines through our festivals. We also now we also do publish a, a Cross Timbered Wine Trail travel guide. Okay. There's a you can get it at any of the uh, wineries uh, that are that are listed on the website. There's a lot of restaurants in the Great Grapevine and Granberry area that carry them as well. Uh, that and CVBs, uh, Chambers of Commerce, but it's a wine traveler guide, and it's a guide that actually shows you how you can leave the Metroplex, come down to say Granberry, and where to stay, where to eat, and the wineries to go see. That Saturday and that Sunday, if you want to spend a few days, if you mm-hmm. want to go, if you want to spend a, another day and head on out down to Comanche and see our wineries in that area as well. You've got, you know, you've got Brennan Vineyards, Cockrell Vineyards, uh, Vineyards as well. You've got some pretty big players around here. And uh, it's 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 easy to come down to Granberry and spend a, a three day weekend and have a great time eating with some of the top chefs around mm-hmm. and and drinking some of the finest wine same way up north if you want to go up into the northern region you, you've got you've got og cellars you've got um uh, 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 uh let's see you got uh, blue ostrich um, you got rk um, marker cellars you've got some great ones up there tf and firelight you've got some great great vineyards up there as well in the central region you've got lost oak obviously You've got a casual Friday. You've got uh, uh, Dove Ridge. You've got some great wineries. Then you've got then you go into Grapevine. And you've got Messina Hoff, the Bingham family. 
you've got us over there with a the shop now mm-hmm. in in Grapevine. So so um, again, this little travel guide will show give you the trails, the things to do, places to stay, places to eat, and um, that. So that's another way that that uh, the Cross Timbers is trying to educate the people out there yeah. in our metroplex keep them home stay home i don't i mean don't get me wrong there's some great wine down there in that fredericksburg area but you can spend a whole weekend and be home in bed you can spend a day and see two or three wineries and be home in bed your own bed that that night uh, if you feel like you want to stay in our um, in our area yeah and uh yeah I'll, I'll put all the info for how to find that trail and everything mm-hmm. um in the link um for this show um, so just click on the description notes and, and you'll see it. Um, just to, to start to wrap this up, um, just a personal question for you. I know your, your Texianti um, is, is the one you recommend. What's your favorite um, of all the wines you make? Well, I'm going to say my Texianti is probably one of my favorites. It's our family Chianti. It's an old world style that's kind of a generation thing. Uh, that, that I, uh, you know what, I'm, I, I really feel like it's in the blood that, that particular Chianti, it's what I know our family was making back in the day when my great grandfather came here, uh, from Italy and in Boston, I remember his Chiantis that he would make were amazing. Um, that's, that's a wonderful wine. Now we also have an unbelievable Montepulciano, right? And, and those are those people that don't, do not explore wines, that come out and say, I want a Cabernet or I want a Chardonnay, you need to explore, all right? We, we grow, again, a, a, and, and these are gold medal that, that pay people's choice in grapevine. Yeah. You know, we, we, we won Texianti, got a gold medal last year for the, the top blend. Montepulciano got the gold medal for the medium red, and then our Malbec got the gold medal for the bold uh, at, a, at, a, at Grapevine this year. So I say tr- come to a tasting and try them because we've got a, we got an amazing cab as well that uh, but but we a, a tempranillo and so <laughs> i can list many wines that we make we make 16 17 different wines and um i'm i'm the kind that can go grab any of my bottles and just enjoy that particular wine i picked up for that that you know yeah just to, to drink that evening um but but the um but but again, I love my Italian varietals. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. The uh, Texianti, Montepulciano, and uh, Sangioveses, mm, they're they're wonderful. That's your yeah. I mean, it's all sounding really good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do ask most of our chefs that come on this question, um, but I have a feeling I know the answer to you um, with or, or what your answer will be for this. But do you ever get sick of drinking wine? No, I don't. But let's say, do do not do not get me wrong. If I go eat at the, uh, you know, if I go eat in Fort Worth at our our flying fish or, or and I want and I want a good uh, beer or a or or go to, to Angelo's and get a great mug of beer, don't get me wrong. I'm going. You yeah. know, that's what I'll do. You know, it's just uh, I've got uh, I, I'm not a 100 percent wine um as you would you would think yeah. but but no i i still i still do my thing you know something about rodeo and 
and and my uh, wild turkey or or, or Jack Daniels. I got to do. <laughs> okay, good. So you're you're spread across the board, but yeah. with the wine, obviously the favorite. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so just finally here, uh, I just want to ask you. Uh, well, actually, at first I want to give a shout out to Daisy. Uh, who works for you. She helped me out um, putting together some of the questions for this podcast. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Um, But we also let everyone know where they can come visit you uh, both here and the grapevine location um, and then where they can find you on social media. Yes, 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 yes. We actually have several locations. We've got, we have one, uh, a location, a tasting room on the square in Glen Rose. Okay. A tasting room on the square in Granbury. And now we just opened up a tasting room on the square in Grapevine. And they're all cool buildings. They're all just, they're different. They've, they're a lot of character. Um, our, you know, our theme is Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. Um, that's just, that's just us. Uh, it's the old Italian uh, way of doing things I, I call um they're my cheers bars or my or my rat pack bars however you want to yeah. call it but you can also come out here to the ranch and sit and look at cows and horses and and great scenery yeah and great tours out here as yeah. well yeah. um and then just the social media yeah uh, where people can find you i beg your pardon uh just where where can people find you on social media uh you can go to our facebook page uh, uh bull lion ranch and vineyards uh that that's pretty much the place to find us we have a website bowlineranch.com as well and uh let's see we're i think that's about it. of course instagram and all the others but don't give me i don't you i don't, don't know much you don't mess it. with that i You're don't mess Facebook with that guy, stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff well chuck thank you so much for coming on and, and thanks for having us out here it's uh, it's been a, a great tour of the place and, and great talking to you thanks james i appreciate fort worth culinary school of arts wonderful we appreciate y'all thank you appreciate it thank you that episode was brought to you by the culinary school of fort worth culinary school of fort worth offers a nine-month program that has savory baking and pastry kitchen management classes as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program if you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour uh, you can call 817-737-8427 That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.